Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's Dina Calmetti here and Susan Davis with Jesus 24-7. And today we're going to continue in our End Times News Report Week in Review. So, Susan, a lot happening this week, huh? Yeah, it's a busy week news-wise, that's for sure. For anybody just hopping on the show, what we do every week is we review seven days of news international headlines from all over the world that talk about things related to Bible prophecy, things you'd find in the Bible that have to do with what the Lord said to watch for in the last days. And we have a series of notes that we use from Dr. David R. Reagan's uh, notes on 50 reasons why we're living in the end times. And it's a great tool to work from, but we tend to stay on that list every week and follow it as, you know, a loose guideline of, you know, the things that are predicted to happen in these last days. And the, and all 50 of those points have come to pass, Dina. So here we are, and we're watching Bible prophecy come together right before our eyes. It's amazing, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Very exciting times. We're, we're living in biblical times. Oh, yeah. We are walking it out. It's amazing to watch, and we're in the birth pains, and so these things are coming closer together and stronger. Really, if somebody says they don't see it or don't believe it, you know, I think they're just not getting close to the Word of God and through the power of the Holy Spirit, because if they were, I believe they would see it too. Don't you agree? Yes, they would. And you know, if they ask the Holy Spirit to open their eyes. Right. And that's exactly what it takes. I mean, nobody can really understand this stuff unless they get the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. So we need to surrender ourselves over to the Lord and let him lead us. Well, we have a lot to cover. Do you want to just go ahead and get started? Because, wow, it's a lot to talk about. Just like the week before, can't believe it's only seven days worth of news, right? Yeah, so much has happened in just a short period of time. I had a bit of a miracle this week. I'd like to share. What do you think? Yes, share that miracle. I'm sure people will love to hear it. Well, a friend of mine and I, we met out of town and we had a conference to go to and we went to this conference and after it was over in the evening, we went out to dinner and then we drove back to the place we were staying. It was a 20-minute drive on the interstate, and it was basically just like a five-lane highway, <laughs> you know, and we were kind of in the middle lane, and we were going we were going an average speed of about 60. So we weren't going too fast or too slow, but we weren't moving too slow. We were going at a pretty good pace, and I had a rental car, and it was like a Mirage Mitsubishi. So it was fairly small. I mean, it was dark already and I'm going along and I look over to my left, over on my left side, kind of in, you know, my peripheral. And it's like this large sedan type car is, I mean, just literally almost, it seemed to me inches away, like a foot or, or, you know, about that far from about to hit me, you know, broadside, like probably about where the passenger's door is behind me. And I mean, in that instant, Dina, I thought, well, I'll just speed the car up. 
try to get out of his way and avoid disaster, right? Mm -hmm. So I probably bumped it up another five miles per hour because this little car just didn't have it in it. It was not going to, you know, get me, you know, moving that much faster. So what happened was we moved up far enough out of its way that it, it literally clipped the back corner of the car, okay? So it just kind of clipped it, but it was, you know, it definitely hit us. And we felt it. Now, at that point, we're going 65 miles an hour on a five-lane traffic. Pretty busy on a Saturday night, about 9 o'clock at night, right? And it threw us forward and across the interstate. And we did a 360-degree across three lanes of traffic and then around and back five lanes of traffic. Okay? Do you see what I'm trying to say? Mm Mm-hmm. And at that point, it was like I was in slow motion, and we were both bracing for what was could possibly happen next, because we didn't know. I mean, at that point, you don't know what's going to happen next. You don't even know if, you know, there's oncoming cars, you're going to hit another car, you're going to hit the first car. <laughs> you, I mean, you just don't know. I mean, you have, are you going to go over and hit a pole? I mean, you just don't know. And, I mean, honestly, I didn't even have time to really think. All I thought was, okay, this is going to this is probably not going to go well, you know. All of a sudden, we get turned around so that we're driving, you know, in the same direction we came from in the first place. So my first inclination is, oh, you know, get the car off the road. My friend, who's one of our ministry people, I looked at her and I was like, are you okay? She said she was fine. She was a little sore from the impact and all. And she asked me if I was okay, and, you know, I was okay. And so we wondered who hit us. Well, we couldn't see the car. It was like, you know, it was sitting behind us quite a distance back and off the side of the road with the headlights on. And all of a sudden we looked over, and there was a guy running by with red plaid pajama pants. I'm I'm not kidding. And he had bright yellow rain boots on. The police came because we had called 911, and... We told them what happened, and they said, yeah, that was the car that hit us. It was abandoned. They said it was abandoned. And then we said, well, we think the driver ran by. And so they escorted us off the interstate, and they took chase for the guy, and they did find him. And I asked them, I asked the police, where did you find him? And he said that he was, you know, running, he was still running on the interstate that whole time, and they found him out running. So anyway, we were able to get back on our way. But, you know, I have since talked to different people that, have said that it's, uh, you know, it's a bona fide miracle that we did 360 on a five-lane highway at a busy intersection area, and we were doing 65 miles an hour, and that we came out of that completely unscathed. We absolutely had no, we didn't have scratch. Now, my passenger was a little sore, but she had informed me that she did not have her seatbelt on at the time, which made this all that much more interesting we literally just got out of the car and just walked away and everything was fine we didn't have anything wrong with us and i i I just i think that was a miracle dina honestly i was just gonna say that that is a true real life miracle that's our god that's what he does he is a miracle god and right right but the thing is susan Uh you you're blessed in a couple different ways and so is the passenger because you're both saved 
You both know Jesus Christ. You both have a relationship. You're both repented of sin. But what if that were somebody else that didn't know Jesus? What if that was somebody that rejected Jesus? And it didn't turn out too well for them. And they entered eternity. Well, you know, this gave me a lot of food for thought. Because, uh, to be honest with you, at that point in time, I feel like God... Uh, kept us safe. I really do. There's no, there's absolutely no doubt. I mean, I've talked to other people and they've said, well, you know, one or both of us could have been ejected. We could have had broken bones. We could have ended up in the hospital on a gurney or worse in a, in a body bag. I mean, there's any number of scenarios that could have happened with somebody rolling down the highway. But the point is, that it happened so fast, Dina. And when this car came at us, there was just, um, I mean, <laughs> there was almost no time. Well, there was no time to really get out of its way, that's for sure. And it wasn't, you know, it didn't have any bearing on how I was driving. We weren't doing anything that we shouldn't have been doing. It wasn't like that. And I think this, the lesson learned here is that life is so uh, short and unpredictable and we just never know you just never know and i think people should take things more seriously because you know at that point in time there was no time to really say you know repent or talk to god i mean it just really happened fast now for me it seemed like when we were doing this 360 on interstate it seemed like we were i i felt like i was going in slow motion but Actually, we were moving really fast, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know what happened there. I mean, it had to have been like a, a miracle. There's just no way around it. But I, I don't think, you know, and I've said this, I'm, I'm a proponent that we should never wait until we need God. We should always, you know, spend time getting to know him before we need him. And this was a case in point, okay, for sure. Yeah, nobody knows, you know, when their number is up. We talk about the rapture a lot, you know, and I look forward to his coming. Even so, come Lord Jesus. But, you know, I look back and I look back at my mother who's been gone for almost 23 years. My dad has been gone for 12 years. And it happens that quick. We lose people so quickly. We're here Uh for just such, such a brief time, you know. And when I look back at them being gone for that time, it's like yesterday, you know, it's, it goes by so quickly. And, And you know, you're right about that. You're, You're so right. You've made a great point. You know, when you're young, you think you've got, you know, the whole world ahead of you. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll, you know, I'll repent tomorrow. I'm going to clean up my act and then I'll repent. No, 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 no. You do it today and God will help you clean up your act. (laughs) Right, right. Let him take the, you know, let him take the wheel, the song goes, because uh, that's really what happens here. I, I don't. I wasn't driving as we were heading out of that spin. I was, you know, really in God's, it was God who was driving the car at that point. I'm very grateful that he was because that's when, you know, you know, the rubber hits the road. These things could happen at a split second. And my poor passenger, she just, she had no idea what was going on until we hit, he hit. I had, you know, a little foreknowledge 
that's why I sped up to get out of the way and probably did divert disaster. But what's more important is just, oh, we need to be ready at all times. And we're, you know, Dina, you and I are probably the best spokespersons for this because we read articles all the time. I'm always reading headlines about people that, you know, died suddenly from earthquakes and disasters and tornadoes and in their sleep in various ways and people get shot by stray bullets and my father-in-law he died of an aneurysm to the brain okay well there's another you know so there's just a myriad of things that can happen to you and honestly if you're sitting back and you're not taking this kind of message seriously well you know you need to think twice right dina oh yeah eternity is forever there's no way out. Well, you know, I found out firsthand just how quick things can go. And I, I knew that. I knew that before this happened. But, you know, to experience something like that, it just really drives the point home. You know, no pun intended, right? But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, let this be a lesson, you know, that life is just short and it can be shortened at, at any moment, especially with all the disasters and everything that we report on every week. It's just, oh my goodness, we really do need to sit up and pay attention. And I'm truly humbled that, you know, what happened and that God not only let us survive, he let us just, you know, step out of the car and walk away without, a, you know, without a scratch. You know, it just is just it just speaks of his mercy and, and uh, grace. It's, wow, he's such an amazing God. And I'll be talking about this for a while, Dina. <laughs> well, praise but, God. Give him the glory that he deserves. Oh, yeah. He, he gets all the glory. He certainly does. We need him. We are, we're basically helpless. We're helpless beings without him. And uh, I can sure attest to that. But I guess we better get back to the, to the show. The news. <laughs> The news. Well, I don't know if people heard this or not, but there's a lot of craters opening up in the ground in Turkey. Sinkholes. So head on over to End Time Sinkholes and check that out. That's a really crazy phenomenon that they've got going on there. And so you can look into that. Let's take a look at what's going on here. We've got so much going on with Russia. Even so, they seem to take center stage all the time because everything is kind of focusing in on what's going on in that part of the world. But Russian President Vladimir Putin announced that during an interview on Russia's state television, he will station tactical nuclear weapons in neighboring Belarus. And the Russian leader stated that Russia would maintain control of the weapons and that construction of the storage facilities should be completed by July 1. So that's the target date. Belarus is all too happy to accommodate Russia with this one. Okay. But also, he's already sent missiles over there, first off. Mm -hmm. And secondly, he gave Belarus uh, nuclear missiles for their air force on top of the tactical nuclear weapons. So Mm -hmm. he's, he's just stocking them up. Makes you think, makes you wonder, right? Well, the USPS is suspending services in several states. Multiple problems have prompted new postal suspensions across the U.S. They are informing customers about disruptions that are impacting their service. And the newest alerts from the Postal Service indicate that issues have risen in Georgia, 
Alabama and Ohio. As a result, the agency has suspended several services for customers in Tyrone, Georgia, Camp Hill, Alabama, and New Middleton, Ohio. They're literally saying that it's suspending services in these states effective immediately. They're not having postal services. That's just unheard of, right? Yeah, that is unheard of. You know, I think there's a place for the snail mail. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't think that we've come so far that we don't need mail anymore, but who knows what they've got planned next. But anyway, certainly anything you send through the mail is hard to, you know, any other group to have access to your communication that's something to think about right Mm -hmm. but let's take a look at north korea's propaganda apparatus released photos for the first time in several years of kim inspecting warheads designed for missiles to strike u.s allies in asia and deliver a nuclear bomb to the american mainland weapons experts said the images published this week indicate north korea capital has made progress in miniaturizing its warheads which increase its ability to deliver a nuclear strike the warhead display comes as kim's regime has shifted from one-time tests of a missile to evaluate performance to exercises that show it can deliver a coordinated nuclear strike on short notice At this point, North Korea's nuclear capabilities may have reached a stage where the U.S. may not be able to offer enough incentives to roll them back. I mean, we've got some really serious stuff going on. I read where they have the capability to strike the United States within a 30-minute time frame. Have you heard this? Yes, I have. And that's very, that's extremely serious, by the way. Yes. Well, let's move on. Let's take a look at this next headline. About a week ago when we were doing the show, 10 barges, including one carrying toxic methanol, broke free from a tugboat on the Ohio River, and it was near Louisville along the Ohio. Uh, that was serious. They were looking to see, you know, it was it was going down into the water, and they were checking, you know, to see if they were having any problems with it leaking. So I haven't heard anything further on that, but it's very interesting interesting that you know we've seen a lot of this activity all over the place well anik krakatoa volcano erupts ejecting a huge plume of hot ash 1500 meters above its crater in indonesia this week dina i don't know if you know but there's a lot of buzzing about artificial intelligence these days and recently, Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates wrote a lengthy blog post discussing the many pros and cons about the advancement of artificial intelligence. And he writes, the development of AI is fundamental as the creation of the microprocessor, the personal computer, the internet, and the mobile phone, Gates wrote. It will change the way people work, learn, travel, get health care and communicate with each other. Entire industries will reorient around it. Businesses will distinguish themselves by how well they use it. But he says he believes artificial intelligence can provide assistance with global health and education, climate change. He also says that he's concerned about it, on the other hand. He says in a headline here that artificial intelligence could run out of control and decide humans are a threat. So isn't that interesting? And like I had said before, even the name, artificial intelligence, (laughs) it's fake. And who's the father of lies? Who's the fake? The Antichrist? I mean, it's all sort of, you know, it's right there in your face. But 
you know, most people don't see it. Anyway, we had a Beko volcano erupting violently, covering Severo Korolisk with ash in Russia. So they had quite an ash plume rose up an estimated 8,000 feet in altitude flight level. So Russia is also seeing catastrophic things going on. We talked about the AI. Here's another headline. Expert warns it's six-month moratorium, not enough. Literally everyone on Earth will die, according to what they're hearing from their artificial intelligence. So they're saying weird things. And there's a lot of people that think the plug should be pulled on all this. And we're going to continue to get into that topic. But first, let's take a look at this. Heavy rains are affecting Peru since January and has led to 12 deaths, 134,000 affected people and 19,000 severely affected or homeless individuals. And I mean, that's a lot of damage, isn't it? That's heartbreaking. Oh, it is. It is. And so they're experiencing a lot of horror with this flooding. We've talked about floods before because we have a page, End Times Floods, on Facebook. You can go over and see these things. The truth is floods are devastating. They destroy agriculture. They displace people. They cause great amounts of homelessness. They kill all kinds of animals in mass. And, you know, the devastation doesn't start with you know, stop with flooding, it leads to molds and just disease and all kinds of things. We're really seeing a lot of that. We've had, here's another one, deadly floods and storms sweep across Kenya and Ethiopia, leaving at least 19 people dead. And here's a really unusual headline, Odisha hit by over 5,000 lightning strikes in 30 minutes, leaving five dead. Okay, well, that is, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, that is in India where that took place, those lightning strikes. I mean, we've heard of other lightning strikes in India for some reason, killing livestock and all kinds of things. It's really bizarre. We had a large wildfire break out in northeast of Bangkok, Thailand. So we're not just having flooding. We also have fires going on. And we did have a strong and shallow 6.4 earthquake hitting off the coast of Chile. And so that's kind of in the ring of fire. And so they continue to have a lot of activity around that ring of fire, which borders the Pacific Ocean for anybody that's geographically challenged, as I am at times. (laughs) Mammoth Mountain, snowiest season ever with 870 inches of snowfall come over California. California. That's just unprecedented. I mean, you should see these walls of snow that they're digging through. And of course, we've heard all about the dollar going bust this year. This is serious. China, Brazil strike deal to ditch dollar for trade. Have you heard about this? Yes, I have. Yeah, it's serious. This is probably one of the most serious headlines. And I mean, the Kenyan president went on record and he told his people that they probably want to get rid of their dollars because their American dollars, because in a couple of weeks they would be not as useful. And he was right. He predicted it. So he knew they knew that this was going to happen. But in addition to that, I want to say we've had tremendous tornado activity in the middle west of the United States, kind of also south, actually throughout the whole region. And we've had huge tornadoes with a lot of damage in Iowa. We even had some deaths from all this. It's just Arkansas. This is judgment. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
And there was tornadoes in Mississippi. Of course, we did talk about that last week. And there was an historic tornadoes in Delaware. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, actually there were. And so a ton of tornado activity. And so these people are really seeing a lot of damage. We did see some storm activity also in Texas, Dallas, Texas, and southern Oklahoma this week. So just a whole lot of activity in that. And the pictures really, you know, speak for what happened. They're just devastating. There was a headline that said that the United States is leading in natural uh, catastrophes in the world. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Look at this one. The decision to cut oil production by the Saudis comes as a surprise, particularly as it is lower than the expected reduction of 2 million barrels per day that was to be agreed upon during the meeting that included Saudi Arabia and Russia. Scheduled to commence in May, the announced voluntary reductions in production supplementally previously established cuts agreed upon in October. Riyadh has officially stated that it will curtail output by 500,000 barrels per day, while Iraq will decrease its production by 211,000 barrels per day. So a lot of uh, activity going on there. So other countries have also announced production cuts with the United Arab Emirates cutting 144,000 barrels a day. Kuwait reducing its output by 128,000 barrels per day. Oman cutting 40,000 barrels per day. Algeria reducing production by 48,000 barrels per day. Kazakhstan planning to decrease its output by 78,000 barrels a day. That's a lot of decrease in oil production. It sure is. Sure, it's going to have an impact. So, you know, what you were saying before is, yeah, America is under judgment. And the reason why we're under judgment is because Biden said that Israel is no longer invited to the White House. And we know what God says in Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. He says, I will bless those that bless you and I will curse those that curse you. Speaking of Israel. So because of what Biden did by uninviting Israel to the White House, our nation is under judgment. The hope for survivors is fading from the cyclone. Freddie's death toll in Malawi is likened to exceed 1,200 as they now are giving up hope to find these people. And it was a devastating cyclone. We did have a strong 7.0 earthquake hit Papua New Guinea. And so we're seeing these uh, in diverse places all over the place, right? That's right. Now, you'll find this interesting, this story, as I did. CDC team studying health impacts of Ohio train derailment gets sick during their investigation. How about that one? Seven U.S. government investigators briefly fell ill in early March while studying the possible health impacts of a toxic train derailment in eastern Palestine, Ohio. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention confirmed to CNN on Thursday this week. The investigators' symptoms included sore throats, headaches, coughing, and nausea, consistent with what residents experienced after the February 3 train derailment that released a cocktail of hazardous chemicals into the air, water, and soil. Wow, what do you make of that? Well, of course they got sick. They're dealing with toxic material. I know. 
I know. I guess they thought they would just get in there and out of there without any issues, but they would be wrong. And they're watching this from afar, and it's, you know, these poor people are living it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, here is a chart of what happened this past seven days. About 57 tornadoes were reported across the U.S. as recent as March 31. At that point, we've had, we've had several dead at this point from this, which goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. You just never know when these things are going to happen to somebody. And so you always need to be on the ready. Right, Dina? That's right. Amen. Now, this is almost, I mean, sometimes this news is starting to be ridiculous, okay? A Belgian man reportedly ended his life following a six-week-long conversation about the climate crisis with an artificial intelligence chat box. According to his widow, who chose to remain anonymous, the man became extremely eco-anxious when he found refuge in Eliza, an AI chatbot, on an app called Chai. Eliza consequently encouraged him to put an end to his life after he proposed sacrificing himself to save the planet. Okay, if that doesn't sound demonic to you, I'm not really quite sure what would, you know. Yeah, that's bad news. Yeah. And then we had another man that was watching chatbot conversation with his son. It seemed like the chatbot was demonic, saying things that were demonic. And so we continue to have these bizarre situations. Like one of these AI insists it wants to be alive. And we had one of the programmers working with this program. Actually, I think he was fired. He was fired by the company because he told the company that he was afraid that the uh, artificial intelligence was sentient, which means, you know, having its own, you know, (laughs) existence. And like here, a New York Times tech columnist described a two-hour chat session in which Bing's And Bing is a search engine. Chatbox said things like, I want to be alive. It also tried to break up the reporter's marriage and professed its undying love for him. Oh, my goodness. Okay, that's getting weird, okay? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure this is going to lead to anything good for anybody getting involved in that. To me, it's almost like, I've started to think that these artificial intelligence almost like a Ouija board, Dina. Yeah, with a voice. Yeah, well, yeah. Spooky. Creepy. Very creepy. What? Exactly. All right. Well, check this out just real quick. A mom files a lawsuit after state denies adoption due to her Christian beliefs. Well, that's really sad, isn't it? That happened here in Oregon. And that's who I'm talking about. Yeah, that happened right here. I saw that on the news. I was like... Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. And... What is messed up about that is that there are children. She wanted the children nine and below. So the Mm -hmm, age of mm -hmm. nine and younger. So how many children are in foster care? And she was willing to adopt two, I believe. Right. That are in foster care, nine and younger, that are so hard when a child gets older to uh, adopt them. You know, to to find them a home. And they reject her because she's a christian that's that is christian persecution right there right there right right out in the open not hiding it anymore they're just no no doing what they want well let's quick take a look at these headlines republican congressman introduces bill stop taking teens to other states for secret abortions behind their parents back we're talking teens that are underage 
Okay. Target, you've heard of Target, the, you know, department store. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are paying for employee abortions and covering abortion travel. So that's what they're doing for their employees now. And Planned Parenthood confirms it supports killing babies and abortions up to birth. So they're out in the open. They don't care what people think. And Washington State is stockpiling abortion pills enough to kill 30,000 babies. Wow, that's that's extreme. Well, it's extreme if you kill one, okay? I'm just going to say that right there. But 30,000, wow, that's just evil. And here's an interesting one. Portugal passes third bill to legalize euthanasia, but the president will veto it again. So they have a president who's totally against that. Dina, Ethiopia had 240,000 impacted by heavy rains and floods with 29 dead. And so flash floods caused severe damage in southern Kenya. Four people feared dead. And Italy had deadly flash floods in Calabria. South Africa, deadly floods hit Eastern Cape. So this just continues. Indonesia had floods in central Kalimantan with damage to 4,000 homes. 1.5 meters deep. That's a lot of water. Yeah, and Lat- Oh, yeah. Yeah. Latvia has requested emergency state from river flood. As many as 11 people have lost their lives following periods of heavy rainfall in Pakistan, Khyber, Pakhtunkhwa province. So as many as 11 dead in Pakistan. Colombia had floods destroy homes, 1,500 families affected. This just is unbelievable. And we had deadly landslide claim 20 lives in the Democratic Republic of Congo. We've had dozens of dolphins washed up on Japanese beaches, and no one knows why. Fish coming in dead in Paraguay. Japan had to call over 500,000 chickens due to new bird flu outbreak and go over to our end times mass animal deaths if you want to see more details on all of that and let's see what else we've got going on we had an earthquake swarm at the yellowstone super volcano in wyoming and that's something to watch for sure for anybody doesn't know about a month ago or a couple months ago japan says it will release more than a million tons of water into the sea from the destroyed fukushima nuclear power plants this year after treatment the levels of most radioactive particles meet the national standard the operator said the International Atomic Energy Agency, IAEA, says the proposal is safe, but neighboring countries have voiced concern. The 2011 Fukushima disaster was the worst nuclear accident since Chernobyl in Russia. Decommissioning has already started but could take four decades. Well, (laughs) we expect the timing of the release would be sometime during spring or summer, said Chief Cabinet Secretary Matsuno on Friday, adding that the government will wait for comprehensive report before the release. Every day, the plant produces 100 cubic meters of contaminated water, which is a mixture of groundwater, seawater, and water used to keep the reactors cool. It is then filtered and stored in tanks with more than 1.3 million cubic meters on site base is running out. The water is filtered for most radioactive isotopes, but the level of tritium is above the national standard, operator TEPCO said. TEPCO is the one out there in Fukushima. That's a company that owns, you know, these plants. Experts say tritium is very difficult to remove from water and is only harmful to humans in large doses. Well, you know what? I'd say 300 tons a day is a large dose. What <laughs> 
know? Yeah. And this is exactly what happened with the 400,000 gallons of water that leaked out in Minnesota recently into the, you know, Mississippi. Uh, same scenario. And so that's just devastating. Finally, I want to take a look at this headline. Britain could be flooded by mega tsunami any day, expert warns. And so an expert has warned a massive rock the size of the Isle of Man could fall into the Atlantic Ocean any day, sending a massive wall of deadly water speeding towards the UK. An expert has warned a mega tsunami could hit Britain at any time, obliterating coastal towns and cities, sending millions to watery graves. Sir David King, who once served as the chief scientific advisor to the UK government, says the wall of water could be triggered by a huge landslide in the Canary Islands. The resulting devastation would send a rock the size of the Isle of Man into the Atlantic Ocean with a tsunami several meters high sent plummeting towards the UK. And millions in towns and cities such as Brighton, Southampton, Bournemouth, Portsmouth and Exeter would be wiped out with the flood reaching further inland to London. Sir David told the publication My London, after the landslide in the Canary Islands, it would take roughly six hours for the wave to reach the UK. Well, that's not very long. And he goes on to say that might sound like a long time to give people to escape, but there are other places where people had longer to flee, yet many people still did not make it. And so what would happen in London is that everyone would get into their cars all at once to escape the city and they block all the roads and people wouldn't be able to get out out in time and they would essentially die in their cars that's terrible yeah i mean this is definitely this is serious and they've been watching this they're watching it they're they're aware of this they are totally aware of this situation and they're watching it and it's one of those things that what can you do about it it's land mass landslide that is just teetering on the brink of coming loose and going into the ocean creating a massive wave that would head directly to the united kingdom and i think this is definitely could be classified as a sudden destruction event absolutely and so you know this is definitely something that you know it's like a ticking time bomb and there's several ticking time bombs in around the world we've got yellow we've got our own things in the united states like Yellowstone, you know, the new Madrid Fault, the San Andreas Fault, and we could go on and on. And for a real good example of this topic, we actually, we did a show on it called, you know, Sudden Destruction. So need to go back and check that out for more details. But what is this all, you know, what does this all say? What are we trying to say here? We're trying to say, you need to get your life in order. You need to come to the Lord and you need to get right with him. You need to surrender to him, give your life over to him. And do not delay. Do not put this off. Tomorrow is not promised, Dina. And so we have to really, you know, get serious about our relationship with the Lord because, you know, it could be as much as or as little as a second in time that stands between you and endless eternity, either with God or without God. And it could be a split second moment. And I'm here to tell you about it because it happened to me. And, you know, one split second, everything can change. And so I really, really implore people to take these messages. We're trying to, you know, let people know that this is a very serious hour. It's dark hour, but it's also very serious. Your salvation 
and your future is in the balance. And so, you know, that's the message I'd like to leave for people today is to think seriously about next breath. Who owns your next breath? Do you belong to Satan or do you belong to Jesus? The two are very distinctly different. And so, you know, if you want to find a way to come to the Lord, we have many videos that we've done. We invite you to go back to our videos. Uh, we have, a, have them listed by topic. We have cover a lot of different topics having to do with pursuing the Lord and the Bible, understanding the Bible, and a whole range of subject matters. So we certainly invite you to come back next week for our show as we watch for seven days of news. Right, Dina? That's right. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Bible prophecy is not going to slow down. It's not going to go, you know, in reverse. It's going to go forward and things are going to pick up. It's going to be quicker and they're going to be closer together as we are witnessing right now. So Susan, wow, thank you so much for all of these headlines, for taking the time to share your testimony with all of us and to share these headlines. We appreciate you so much. Thank you to all the listeners out there that have tuned in. You guys are so appreciated. And so if you're looking to find out where we host these videos, you can find it on Susan's channel, Marriage Supper of the Lamb Ministries. Also my channel, our Rumble channels, and our BitChute channel with Jesus 24-7 and also on podcast. So Spotify, Google, and Apple. And of course, leave your comments below this video. We want to hear from you. So tell us what you think. Tell us what's going on in your life. Say hello. Send up a prayer because we're praying for all of you. And thank you again. Susan, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I'm just really glad to be here this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I just uh, really want to invite everyone listening to spend a few minutes to check out our Revelation for Beginners series, Daniel for Beginners series, which helps you better understand where we are in prophecy and how what is going on in the world stacks up to the headlines that we were going through. There's no reason that any Christian should not be able to understand this kind of information. So we tried to make these things available to you. So check that out. Also, we very much would like for you to go over to our big page that we're on, our group page, which is Rapture is Very Soon. We've got 120, we're approaching 125,000 over there. How about that? That is just incredible. God is so good. So yeah, go over there, you guys. Go and check it out. Lots of good stuff to go and read about and to watch and listen to. You're going to love it. All right, so with all of that said, thank you again, Susan. Thank you to all of you. God bless and stay safe. We'll talk to you soon.